Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mm-hmm. I got I got one of the first uh, I guess printing of that. I st- oh fuck! I love that sweater. <laughs> nice. That's the one sweater I didn't let my ex steal from me. <laughs> hey, she took all your other sweaters, or they they took all your sweaters. I don't know. There we go. Guy or girl, whichever. But they took all uh, your other she, sweaters. She, yeah, she took she took a bunch of my other sweaters, and then she put them in the dryer so they all shrank, and I couldn't wear them anymore. What? Oh, <laughs> you can stretch him back out Talk there's ways to do cruel. it yeah there's ways to stretch yeah. him back out yeah <laughs> overland gamer what's up how's it going we are live everybody if you want to jump in the um the stream you can chat with people oh yeah we're in all right we'll we'll do this. okay you know it just it just played me a borat commercial nice very nice very nice very nice very nice there we go <laughs> Oh, you know that well, 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 I heard that the people are like suing Amazon or something. Did you know that uh, Kazakhstan has actually started to embrace Borat because um, uh-huh. at first they at first they didn't they really didn't like Borat, but now they've kind of accepted that um, they're associated with him, so they've changed their tour their tourism slogan to um, Kazakhstan. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I saw the ad earlier. All right, wait, so what's going on with Fire? Fire, you doing all right? Now it's just silent. We can hear you. You sound great now. sound, yeah. We hear you. Oh, wait, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 We can hear okay. you now. Yes. It was, well, it was Discord. I had no idea it was Discord doing it. Discord. 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 Sometimes Discord be that it's way. It's always Discord. Sometimes Discord is a son of a bitch. Sometimes that way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry for my cussing. Now I'm trying to get back to actual. Okay, there we go. Oh my god, what a freaking nuisance! Okay. All right, put your hat back on. Where did my pit boy go? I'm trying. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm just, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No, put your hat back on. Wow. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do and it now. Point where fire started crying and. I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, one of the pointy ways gotta go out i know i'm just trying to figure out which one what's up everybody sullior overland uh courier what's up what's up up? all right we're getting ready to start the show um you guys know how this goes i don't have to tell you you're all pros uh do, do is there an order does anybody want to talk first do we do we have similarities between the things that we think sure would be you're, you're, I'm sorry. I think that I, I, I think Gamer and I are kind of similar. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about getting lost in the metro system. Okay, nice. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So the topic... it's kind of abstract and maybe kind of a downer. 
Mine is okay. too. No, that's great. It's all yeah, it's all right. creepy, scary stuff. It's supposed to be so a downer. You finish up we're more depressing. We're more depressing than uh, yes. than creepy. No, I'm, I'm, Mine gets a little I, gross. Mine gets a little I have gross. Something that. a little funny, I guess, <laughs> about the bugs. Soy could be a palate cleanser for Fire and I. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just going to pitch it up and just anybody who wants to, to do it, just raise your hand and be like, that's me. I, I want to go. And then we'll, we're just going to we're just going to blow through these because I'm sure we're going to have lots of interesting reactions to you guys talking about the, the topic for anybody who who's in chat right now who doesn't know is what is what if you lived in the wasteland, if you were actually in Fallout, what would be like one of the scariest things about doing that? Right. What's what's one of the creepiest scariest things what would freak you out the most about actually being in that situation because there's lots of creepy stuff in the wasteland right so oh i was actually going to talk about like the one time the game actually scared me well there you go i mean that could work too like anything anything like that is totally fine so um if you were scared like that then you were immersed so so yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna gonna, it was like you were there i'm gonna pitch it up i'll be like who wants to go somebody volunteers we'll just we'll pick and then we'll go from there sound cool Kind of cool kind of chat stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll get through everybody's, and then and then it'll be a good show. So, um, if you're in chat, welcome. We're about to start the show. Thank you for joining. Uh, this is our end of the month patron chat with our tier four and higher patrons, and we're about to kick it off. So, uh, yeah. So here we go. Let's um, let me see if my buttons work. Yay, buttons! Buttons are great. Buttons are great. All right, everybody, quiet for a second. Here we go. Well, there's no sound happening. Yay! Did you forget to turn your computer off last night again? Mm, yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me one second. It's uh, sorry, chat. Here, one second. I'm actually going to restart my Go XLR because that's what the problem is. Is when this thing doesn't, for some reason, restart. So you're not going to be able to hear me for a second. But you can. You guys can talk. Talk amongst yourselves. Mothman things. So how about that weather? <laughs> City name sports team. Here we go. I think we're back. Goddamn thing. It's down on me. Crippled my leg. Oh, God. <laughs> Discord's all freaking out on me. <laughs> Tried to blast the thing with my big iron, but, yep. the, but the damn thing was frozen. So Saber, are you going with the still, uh, still screen? Yeah. For the video, okay. Yeah, I missed that. I was I was muted and off mic for a while. Oh, that, are we gonna be that whole thing happen afterwards? I'm up for that because um, you want to hit those weeklies, right? Yes. Because we could be. I'm serious. We could hit those, and yeah, are you are you are you sure you're? It's gonna be kind of late, Ranger. I mean, I'm not very tired. School night. <laughs> yeah. School but- night tomorrow. This is pushing as is. <laughs> that, that's, another, that's, that's another thing about really seventy. Uh, oh, yeah, that and and you could always join us for part of part of it too. Yeah, but yeah, as long as you have like an hour or two, Saber, we should be able to bang that out, no problem. I could go to two a.m. if we needed to. That sounds dirty. <laughs> All right, great, great, great. Because I want to be leveling up my new character anyway. See, that's the thing about seventy six that also is an issue for me because I'm, mostly my time for gaming is really late at night. So I wouldn't be able to use the voice chat either because people yeah. in this house yeah. sleep. 
Well, you, I mean, you could use the voice XP chat, weekend. but you could be like, "Say, everybody, go this way. Come with me. I'm gonna fight the ghouls I, over here." I've tried that before. Just, just do an entirely stealth-based character, and yeah, thing now too, though the whispering. What is that? It, there's like the four. Oh, got it. ASMR. My brain is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just claim that that's what you're doing. So now yeah. we will hear the sound. Oh no, 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 We will hold the gun and then shoot at the death claw. Right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, ASMR. Yeah. Even you, App, even you, App, it creeps me out that I, I have a... I'm, apparently I have two phobias, the plesiosaurs and um, ASMR. <laughs> Huh? And now we will hit ourselves with a stim pack. What if it was a please you start doing ASMR? <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, this is chaos. So let's, many questions. Let's uh <laughs> all right, let's chaos ready? Here, never. we're gonna try this again. Let's see if the button works, okay? You guys ready? You ready for this? I don't know. Am I ready? Alright, here we go. No, it still doesn't work. I just restarted the whole thing. Son of a crap. Oh my god. Ah. Uh, 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 hold on. Let me let me turn the software off. Son of a off crap is on. good and I'm going to borrow Son of a so, crap. You'll definitely You'll In definitely sure. hear, hear me say that again soon. I could have sworn you said crap. So That's what I heard. Son of a crap. Yeah, son of a crap. Fire. No, I, crap. I have to As in the crustacean. I have to oh. imitate uh <laughs> I have to imitate a uh, ranger for a little and brag on my 76 accomplishments. I got... Oh, wow. All right. All right. I see what this is going to turn into. Hey, hey, hey. I don't mind. I don't blame you for being proud. Right, you're, me... you're very good at the Hold game. Hold on. Let me, let me try this again. This show is brought hey, to you there's by one. patrons at patreon.com. All right. All right. This one's work. All right. Let's see if the there we go. That's what we should do. This is, is it because where I'm wearing off. Oh, no. Come with me. Come with me. All right. Uh, that's Say not this show, but all right. You guys ready now? You ready? Ready for real? Are you ready? I think so. Here we go. Let's try <laughs> it again. Asking you that. Let's try it again. That was the perfect time for the raid, Scullyface. Thank you for the raid. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. This is the end of the month patron episode where we get together with our tier four and up patrons to talk about something at the end of every month. And I'm here with our whole host of characters. You guys are all characters, right? That's what you are. Just nod. Yes. And they're actually d dressed up as characters, a lot of them, um, <laughs> because because it's that time of the year. And because it's that time of the year, we will be talking about the scariest things in the wasteland that we would have to deal with if we were actually living in the wasteland for real. Like what would totally freak us out that we would actually have to deal with if if that was real. And with me for our first patron chat episode is my co-host Lainey. Lainey, welcome to the show. How's it going? 
Hello, hello. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, you get to meet everybody and talk with everybody, and you are dressed up as a hot dog. There. I am. Do you want to get a reveal? Yeah, do yeah, do a little dance. There you go, a little hot dog dance. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I can say that again because Borat is also now relevant for the first time in like 13 years. Um, and with us as usual, let's just go down the list. We've got Aperture Flash. What's up, Aperture? Hey guys, happy to finally make it to this episode. Hi, I'm parked. I'm at home. I'm resting my heels, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. You look much more comfortable than you usually do when you're stuck in a truck at a truck yes. stop or whatever. <laughs> Very cool. Then we got Fire Rider. Welcome back, Fire Rider. Oh, she's hitting her buttons. Oh my, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, hello. <laughs> you look, you look very, uh, very regal. Is this your, um, what, what would you call this costume? It's the Minutemen General. You're just the Minutemen General? I yeah. See, I see, all right, all right. I didn't know if you were a specific person or not. I'm me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Firewriter, the Minutemen General. Really look. All right, all right, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wear, you know, at home when I'm relaxing. This is your casual evening wear, I see, I see. Hey, same, that's relatable. This is my casual evening wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She gets it. She gets it. Yeah, in the cold Dress winter months. Just the job months, you want, not the job you have. That's right. In the cold winter months, Lainey wears uh, a hot dog outfit in order to keep her warm. Um, <laughs> then we also have Grim Saber. Grim Saber, welcome. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm dressed as a still image of an Enderman. <laughs> yes, you, you look like a still image of an Enderman. There you go. It is very creepy because it is a very still image and you, you look like you're in the dark. So congratulations. <laughs> very creepy. Then we have um, uh, Nunamur. Nunamur's back. Nunamur, you are dressed for the Elder Scrolls lore cast. Uh, this is the Fault lore cast, but I think you already knew that. Well, I'm I'm just here to talk about all the creepy things like werewolves, the Dark Brotherhood, <laughs> Daedra. I I'm got it all locked down for this episode. Let's go, Elder Scrolls Lorecast. <laughs> all right, all right. This will be this will be like nine tenths Fallout Lorecast, one tenth Elder Scrolls Lorecast this week. <laughs> then we have Soybean. Soybean's back. Welcome back, Soybean. Hello. Hello. Speaking of werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Soybean, can you can you take a sip of that that drink for us while you're in your your costume? This is this is amazing. Those of you who are not watching this live need to be watching live right now, or at least looking up the video of this later, because this is phenomenal. Watch how this works. She's wearing a big wolf head and sticks the drink all the way in the mouth. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that looks so weird. Great. Thank you for that. Refreshing. Isn't that how you drink your soda, Tom? Yep, yep. Here we go. No, my cup's too big. I can't fit it all in my mouth. I need to get a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> so, um, then we have <laughs> the Mothman's spooky ghoul. Everyone keeps changing up their names because it's, it's Halloween. Mothman, welcome back. Yes. How's it Spooky going? Spooky season. Spooky yeah, it's season. Going, it's going pretty well. Uh, I'm glad to be here again. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to get get this rolling. Get the spooks on. <laughs> yeah, get the spookies on. And then we've got uh, Victor. Victor back. Welcome, Victor. Hi. Yes, I'm here. And this is my evening casual wear because this is a onesie pajamas that are also bendy. <laughs> yes, very nice. You're looking so good. And I like the the lighting behind you. You got the like the 
Um, it's like it looks like a purple glow in the camera. I'm not sure if that's actually purple lights or not. It is. It just is purple LEDs, and I've got spiders up in the gauze. Very cool. Nice and creepy stuff. This is awesome. So, welcome back, everybody. This this week we are talking about spooky, creepy stuff. Now, who would like to get started with this? Who wants to go first? Anybody? Oh, we got Aperture Flash. Aperture Flash, starting us off. Well, for, well Tom, in my <clears throat> many years caravanning across this fine, destroyed nation, we, um, we, we see many scary sights, and uh, I've got to say, the worst places we have to go to are um, anywhere that has to be accessed via subway tunnel. The worst, in particular, is in uh, a, a little place you might know as the... Um, D.C., Washington, <laughs> the, the Washington, D.C. tunnels. So what's I, yeah. what I love about this is when I was thinking like scariest things about the wasteland, I was like thinking like having to deal with death claws or raiders or the lack of food and shelter. And you're like, no, no, it's Subways. public transit, public transit. <laughs> like, honestly, the scariest part of the entire fallout thing is uh, when I realized Mazda didn't exist in this universe. And so people can't see the majesty of the Mazda Miata, but uh, that's not nearly interesting enough to talk about. So um, mm -hmm. when I first started playing Fallout, it was my first real um, first-person shooter kind of open form, you know, go wherever you want sandbox kind of game. Um, so I didn't really realize just how messed up the tunnels were. I figured each tunnel would be like a room you'd go into, you'd see some people on the platform, but you wouldn't actually be able to explore the tunnels. Wasn't the case. Yeah. I got lost. I got lost, lost. I didn't think at the time, it never crossed my mind to actually um, pull up a wiki or a map of some kind. And so uh, it you got didn't, to the you point didn't, where you I You didn't Google map that thing? No, I didn't Google Maps the, no? the DC tunnels. The DC tunnels? No? <laughs> no, I, I didn't pull up a, a, a transit app. But um, my first playthrough, I didn't think to have, you know, different saves set up. I, it would auto-save every time I'd pass through a door, so I pretty much had to commit to everything I was doing. Wow, yeah. Um, and... I, you know, I, I went a little deeper and a little deeper, and before playing Fallout 3, I had watched my cousin play um, uh, the um, Skyrim, mm -hmm. and Skyrim has spiders in it. Now, I don't like spiders at all. Like, they're, they creep me the fuck out. Yeah, and the, and first, I, the first dungeon you go to, uh, Bleak Falls Barrow, is, a spider. is like, a, there's a giant spider. Yeah, totally. There's spiders, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that's why that's why I struggle to play Skyrim, you know? I've made it to maybe level 5 in Skyrim, and I stopped playing. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> nope, you just noped out <laughs> of that fuck one. This, too many spiders, yeah. too many spiders. Yeah, um, yeah you, watched all so, of, you watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies, and then you got to the Return of the King, and you were like, oh, big, big spider, nope. Fuck that. No, I'm out. out. I, I don't care what happens the to ring them never anymore. Made it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sp spider ate the ring. Too bad. Um, <laughs> yep. Spider wins. So I knew that they were the same developer. So I was just waiting. I was like, there's going to be a spider in this tunnel. There's going to be a spider in this tunnel. There's going to be a spider in this tunnel. And I was like playing it like, 
like the whole time I was just so tense and scared. Um, like the ants, they kind of creeped me out. I could deal with them. Don't want you coming close to me. The scorpions stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. But um, I was always expecting to turn a corner and uh, find a spider. And to the point where uh, I wouldn't be paying attention to where I was going. So I'd keep hitting dead ends. Um, so yeah, getting lost in the tunnels, just anxiety inducing and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, as far as I know, unless you modded it, you never ran into any spiders. No, no, so. but, the, but it was always there in the back of my mind. Cause there was, uh, there was the ants that would run around. Yeah. So I yeah. hear the, the chittering noise and I'd be like, Oh fuck, this is it. Here they come. And then I'd be like, Oh, it's, it's ants. Okay. Yeah. I can deal with ants. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody else? Uh, did anybody else have any memories of running around in those in those tunnels? Did you guys find that creepy? Also, anybody? Yes, we're getting nods. We're getting nods. <laughs> I mean, there was My also- problem in the tunnels was that I got lost all mm-hmm. the time, and that was the part that drove me crazy. The first time I played three was I spent more time lost in those damn tunnels, hearing the feral ghouls making noise all around me and just mm-hmm. going ah! mm-hmm. yeah and then running down some side corridor and, and and there's mines on the ground all of a sudden and then blowing yourself up yeah. and you're yeah. like ah crap yeah, yeah. oh and the, 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 the layout of the tunnels is absolutely chaotic like you know it doesn't follow the format you'd see on regular maps or anything like that and um it doesn't line up with the the surface right points so right. if you kind of know where you are yep and you, you kind of head in that direction you're not going to end up on the surface in the same place you think you would right yeah it's not like a one-to-one thing yeah totally. no. See, yeah that that's the thing for me like uh when i first played fallout 3 um it i was not i didn't get as scared any i don't scare very easily unfortunately i actually wish i did it's not a brag i wish i could be scared um but that was actually um i remember at the time everybody was ah um everybody was complaining at the time about getting lost and i actually i didn't have that problem i wasn't getting lost i actually really like i just mapped it out of my head right and i was just one of those people that it just worked just right for but that was the one like fear bottleneck of the game where mm-hmm. I got in there and I was like the way those it, it was I to me it, the thing that scares me about the Fallout 3 ghouls is this the way they like they, they do that spook thing where they're like <laughs> and it's like but the fact that they do that is like reminds you that maybe there's like something human in there that like they're like I want to be scary and intimidating and they're human brain is telling them like be a scary human and it's like that's and then all of a sudden they start charging you and it's like that that freaked me out like because the the ghouls and up to that point in fall one and two for me the ghouls were the feral ghouls were not that intimidating especially from that top-down perspective they were just more more or less like fodder you know but then they became this thing you know this 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 whole new force of nature in fallout three right they're very scary right yeah. Didn't help that I went into the tunnels at like level three the first time I, I played through. I got lost and went into the tunnels. Yeah, that's no good too. Like, that's, no, it wasn't great. Yeah, you're not supposed to get to the tunnels until a little bit later. 
Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody else have any? Uh, and here's here's kind of a fun way that we can uh, schedule out this uh, episode. Does anybody else have any topics that kind of tangentially relate to this to kind of move into? Oh, soybean does soybean. What's yours about? So I wanted to talk about bugs. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk about insects and arachnids and all all the creepy crawlies in Fallout. Yeah, okay. So this absolutely yeah. relates. This goes we're going right from tunnels yep. and spiders and ants and arachnids to creepy crawly bugs, which yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what's your perspective <laughs> on this? So the first time I was introduced to a Fallout game was Fallout New Vegas and I was instructed to go up the hill to go visit my gravesite and look for clues and what's waiting for me climbing up that hill except dark scorpions I had never <laughs> I had never played um, a game that had scorpions coming after me and a bunch of little guys with my my little baby character. It was it was very scary, and I put down Fallout New Vegas. I literally that was quit Fallout New Vegas because of Bug Scorpion. Wow! And then um, after that, the the person who was getting me into Fallout was like, "All right, all right, let's take a step back. Let's try you out in Fallout Three. You're gonna start off as a literal baby." <laughs> I'm like, right. awesome. Babies are cute. Sounds good that's, to me. That's totally fine. It's, it'll be safe. Bullies, I can handle that. I mm-hmm. can handle that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Butch. Yeah. Right, so what happened when you got to the, you, you got the, the baby gun roaches. and the rad roaches? Yeah, so what, <laughs> what happened there? How do you respond to that? That was okay. I felt safe. My father was there, you know, if gotcha. anything went wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, of course, um, there you can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, so how was how was my easy in, and then I eventually got back to New Vegas. Now I can handle you now, Bark Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is it something that's specific about the scorpions themselves, or is it just bugs in general and the idea of like giant bugs? Uh, it's just bugs in general, and I think I can handle, like, bigger bugs. Like, if it's a bug that was bigger than me, I think I'd be okay with that more. Uh-huh. Even, even like, big bugs, but, like, still smaller than me, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure like Flash it. is shaking his head emphatically, <laughs> like, nope, nope. The tiniest spiders, those scare me more than the big ones, because the little ones are harder to keep track of. Uh-huh. Those will dart out of your vision in no time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, and then so, I'm like, where did that spider go? So <laughs> if, if, we, if we were to form up um, a, a mission and go to, what was the movie where they went and fought the the giant bugs um starship troopers. Troopers. yeah starship, starship troopers. troopers so like you guys absolutely would not be on my starship trooper squad with me yeah we're getting a lot of no's okay got it no second second question probably the most infamous bugs in fall of new vegas are the cazadors which have popped up in chat what are your thoughts about the cazadors were okay to me i don't know i really like I, I think things with wings. <laughs> like nope, nope, nope. <laughs> things with wings, gen- like to me, the Cazadors were pretty as well as like attacking. You know, like they're dangerous but pretty. 
So the prettiness, I was like, okay, you know, ah, okay. we vibe it. It's okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I see where this is going. All right. What about the rest of you guys? Yeah. Other than other than just like, nope, no bugs at all. Does anybody have like, all bugs are fine except for these bugs. Does anybody have any like particular? I, I, I have to fully endorse the first part of what Soy said about the bigger bugs being less scary. I have that same exact fear. Like if there's a small spider and I can lose track of it, that freaks me out way more than a bigger one that I can keep track of. Um, huh. And so in in a situation, and now let's apply that to putting ourselves in the Fallout universe, right? A small bug could potentially be just as dangerous as a big bug because of mm-hmm. disease, because of radiation, various factors. <laughs> so a big bug... Just, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> a big bug is a bigger target. They make more noise. They're, you're going to be able to keep track of them. You're going to be able to fight them to a degree because you'll be able to... If you have a weapon, if you have a gun, you'll have a larger target to shoot. If you're trying to fight larger ants, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I mean, I know... I, I think I'm a fairly good... I've never shot a real gun, but I mean, I practice with like Nerf guns and stuff like that. I could do that. Right. If okay. I was like well, shooting, here. I I don't here. think I'd rely on my skills for that at all. Okay, so... But no, what, about, what about the fact that bugs have exoskeletons Skeletons, and as the bug gets bigger, then the exoskeleton gets equally larger and thicker. So, like, if you were to imagine a man-sized ant, then what caliber gun would you need to puncture the exoskeleton on a man-sized ant? Fifty-caliber BMG, nothing less. Nothing, nothing less. More. You got it. Like that. Holy crap! You would need like a bunker buster on that on that sucker. <laughs> That's, yeah. I was I was going to say that the the bug out of Fallout that would scare me the most actually are Meyer lurks because Meyer lurks are based mm-hmm. off of crabs and lobsters and those are bugs people. They are. They're like water bugs. Yeah, they're, see, that's they're the, sea bugs. I believe someone's doing. I believe someone's that, doing that. That, that ties into yes, mine. that's somebody's category. So we might want to. Oh, well, want to put a pin in that. Yeah, no. here's the difference. Here's the difference between that though. You get yourself a stick of butter, and that just becomes a meal. <laughs> if you can puncture <laughs> okay. that hide, if it, yeah. Like, well, it, it, like, yeah, but well, here's the Listen, thing. When you play, that's why I will not eat lobsters and crabs because they are giant bugs. They are it's giant disgusting. Bugs. I yes. won't eat shrimp either. <laughs> Blah. So, uh, so a few thoughts on this. One, it's why it's why their face is like the only place you can actually shoot them and really damage them in the game, right? Because their shell is so big. Two, my philosophy professor in college, uh, the head of the philosophy section of the school, um, was uh, was he vegan? Or vegetarian, one or the other, but he he made an exception for shrimp because shrimp were effectively insects, <laughs> and he didn't believe they had self awareness, so he could eat them. <laughs> I guess that's a vegetarian right there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was his his justification. But yeah, I think I think this is kind of a fun way to transition in, you know, from from bugs. Uh, thank you, Soy, um, and continue this to uh, this works really well. Back to back to Myrlurks. So let's talk about that. Yes, Myrlurks. So For, Fallout Four was my first first uh, Fallout, and when I first came across the Myrlurks, I was like, I heard I heard the legs, the legs of them 
scurrying around. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, remember, I was like, kind of like, what is that a rad roach? Because like the rad roaches from the boat. I was like, all right, just another, just another rad roach. This will be fine. And I, and I, t- I turned the corner in these streets of this like dilapidated town, and it's just a giant crustacean coming at me, and I'm just like, ho, 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 and I just like, like, and I was just shooting, and at the time I was in an area where I was I was under leveled, so this was a pretty, it was it was one of the Myrlurks with the uh, skulls next to its health bar, so it was like, so it was <laughs> you're like nope, and it just murdered me, and I was just like, okay, what was that? Uh-huh. So, so I continue playing, and I get used to the Myrlurks, and I'm so I'm just kind of like, all right, Myrlurks, no big deal. They're still kind of creeping and unnerving, but I can shoot them in the face easy enough, kill them. Uh, and I, I come, ac- I don't, I, I, for the life of me, I couldn't find this location again. But I came across this fishing wasteland village, right? Uh, it's got these walkways over the water and everything. And so I'm like, all right, and there's Myrlurks nearby. So I'm like, okay, cool, kill a few of them, destroy their eggs. I go exploring the town. I go find a hollow tape of the of this dead settler scavenger kind of dude, fisherman, and it is describing something picking off them in the town, murdering them all off, uh, one by one. Uh-huh. And it's unnerving because it doesn't sound like a Myrlick because they just, they're saying they 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 have never seen it. So I'm just kind of like, okay, this is creepy as heck. So I'm continuing along, and I find the hollow tape of the leader. And it's, um, it, it's basically describing him. He basically talks about he he's the last one left, and it's coming after him. It's coming after him, and you hear a distant roar in the hollow tape. And then he's just like, "Oh God, oh God!" And you just hear a bunch of shooting, and the hollow tape ends. And it's just like, "What is this thing?" Uh-huh. So I go crawling across one of the walkways over the water, just kind of looking around, trying to see what the heck is killed all these guys, and then it jumps out of the water Myrlurk king yep yep it lands in front of me slashes me and poisons me i stumble backwards and it cloaks and i'm like what the and like <laughs> i just freak out like i was just like what is this thing and then and then like and then from there i've i've hated Myrlurk kings ever ever since mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they're even worse than 76 because they're unnecessarily tanky um and then don't even get me started on the queens when i ran into my first queen yeah what about uh, what about the uh the mission where you're going with the uh who's it the minutemen to go clear yes, the fort the Minutemen and the, the queen castle. shows up yeah that was my first queen and i was not prepared <laughs> i <laughs> i was i looked at I literally looked at preston and i was just like well this is it buddy <laughs> this is it. It's been, it's been good. We've had some good times, friend. We've, we've cleared some uh, some raiders. We've helped some some settlements, and uh, I guess we're done now. <laughs> thanks yeah, for exactly. thanks for being there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're out. Oh man, does anybody else have any any thoughts on Myrler kings or queens, or you're you're coming across them the first time? Um, yes, but not the first time. Um, I remember when I started. Far Harbor, and I was just exploring around, and there was that camp that was built on the lake, mm-hmm. uh, the the fort, and the I can't remember the trappers or whatever they were called, and they were setting up there, and that someone kept saying, "There's something peering at me through the boards," and what ended up and like what ended up happening is they built on Myolurks, and they came up 
from below. I mean, it had a funny thing where the guy couldn't figure out how to run the audio tape, and it's just him dying going, how do you turn this thing off? <laughs> but in all honesty, uh, that was, like, I can't imagine that. Like, it's just, you're like, I, I built this base where no one can get in. And then they come from below. And that's one of the things that scared me about the Myrlurks is I was just walking around the beaches and through the... Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and then I, I just remembered the fog crawlers from uh, Far Harbor. Because I did, like, I did Far Harbor, uh, like, at level, like, 20. And when I was playing Fallout 4 for the first time, because I got Game of the Year edition. And right, okay. I went to uh, Far Harbor, and I was just exploring. And and then I just heard this, like, kind of foghornish sounding thing in the fog. And I'm just like, what was... And then, uh, I, out of nowhere, I see some gulpers running around. I'm just like, all right, it's just a few gulpers. So I go in to shoot them, and then I just see some giant crab, like, lobster-looking thing rush through the thing and just start just killing the gulpers. And I was like, Ooh. Like, the, fro the fog crawlers were even worse in Far Harbor. I swear. So, so all of this is from, like... I mean, obviously, we're all... We're all dealing with this from the perspective of playing it as a game, and there's always that distance, right? Of like, you know, you aren't actually there in in real life. If you were in that situation, and you're equipped, you've got you've got whatever weapons you have on you. You're walking around, something busts out of the ground, comes at you. It's bigger than you are. It you know, it's either a you know fog crawler or a mire lurk or whatever. Yeah. Would you be able to actually handle that situation? What would you actually do? If, I mean, if if I was sorry, I mean it just it really just depends on what the situation would really be. Like if I was by myself, I would haul ass out of there. Would you but just like, run? I mean, if it was yeah, I would just run. I would just yeah. bolt. I was like I'm not dealing with that today. But if it was like threatening something that was important or like something, I would just swallow it and fight it. Like cause <laughs> if it's important enough to me, I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let some crustacean guy destroy it or kill the people that I care about. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky thing because a giant insect. I mean, one swipe of their claws, and there goes your arm, or you know, your guts are now hanging out of your body. Uh, it, yeah. it doesn't take that much. I mean, humans like we're pretty squishy. <laughs> There's not much on us when it comes to you know like a sharp object, you know, hitting us. So it's it really is a terrifying thing to have to deal with if you think about it. I I was gonna say with my alerts out of any of the crustaceans. Um, that I've seen, they're modeled to me after the scariest of them all, which is the horseshoe crab. Yes. Horseshoe crabs are terrifying, <laughs> and they jump at you. And then um, I also wanted to say, with like the, you know, how would you react in that situation? Um, I'd probably react the same way I reacted while, because I get really immersed when I play single player games. And I was playing Bioshock, and I didn't even, re I ended up forgetting that a friend was watching me while I was playing Bioshock. And uh -huh. it was first time after a long time, so I had forgotten part of it. And there's a part in Bioshock where you, um, you go up, go up to like loot a dead body, lights go down, lights go up, bodies move forward. And you do this several times, and then a, a, a splicer jumps out at you. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't remember that that was going to happen. So when it happened, I screamed bloody murder, but I had managed to actually pull down on the trigger. And my friend turned to me and was like, you're on my zombie team. Because even if you scream like a little bitch, <laughs> like my life, you're going to fire your gun. You still shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully yeah, you'll and hit that'll it. That'll probably you know? be my reaction. Sure. That'll probably be my reaction if I'm ever actually in that situation. Just like, just like scream and instinctively squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Aperture, I think you were going to jump in and say something. What were you thinking? Yeah. First of all, horseshoe crabs are the most chill crabs ever. What are you talking about, Vic? And <laughs> second of all, if we're <laughs> fully equipped, we're, we're eating good tonight, folks. If we're fully equipped to handle these things, them's good eats. I'm sorry. That's, that's seafood right there. I see food, I eat it. Yeah, I'm I'm I I'm not even a hunter in real life, but if I was in a survival situation, I'm going to be killing anything I can to live and survive. And I I think App actually has a point because speaking from experience, so I just this past weekend I just started a new 76 character with a power armor uh, build. And so the first several levels until I could get my first set of power armor, I just said, I'm not going to bother with any armor. I'm just going to skip that whole part of the game, just get it out of my head and not have any armor. So I ran until like level 25 with no armor. You're just running around at like all. naked in your, in your scabies? Um, no, no, like with, an, oh, with, the, with the vault suit. <laughs> naked build. Um, with no, no bonus. Well, no, no, I had like a costume on, but just no over armor, no, no regular armor, yeah, no I protection. You. I you know, you. I had no, Aperture no damage is, um, acting out everything we talk about. And he's almost. Oh, he's okay. taking, oh he's there we go. Oh my off. goodness. So uh, now what did I do? I am. I'm sorry to those. Stream. I'm sorry to those offended, and you're welcome to those that enjoyed that. Yeah. If your nipples um, get me banned on Twitch, <laughs> then that's your fault. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But no. Is but then the thing is, is that as soon as you put any armor on, that armor is sci-fi. It's not. It's it's like magic. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, the amount of right. protection that that armor that we look at and looks like something we could have in our real world it's not it's it's tech that's beyond what we have because if that stuff is protecting us from uh, like a mylar claw chopping down would just chop our arm right off in one in one hit but that armor is that the armor is the key to how we would be surviving if we were exploring and hunting yeah that's what my main like Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, you know, obviously it's a video game. Like in in real life, you like you can't be on the edge of death and eat 12 cans of dog food and all of a sudden be like super fine again. Like that's just (laughs) (laughs) speak for yourself, Tom. Health doesn't work that way. Right. But in a video game, it does. So things are less scary because of that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, and uh, that's one reason I really enjoy my main on 76, because it gives me like that sl- and, uh, that like sense of like reality, I guess. Um, because like power armor heavy guns feels doable up mm-hmm. to a certain point. Like, obviously carrying over 300 fusion cores on my person is completely unreasonable. But, <laughs> like, up to a point, it would seem reasonable to be able to take on stuff like that with, in power armor with a giant gun in your hand. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think almost for any of us, the calculus completely changes if we're like, you're in power armor. Yes. That, yeah. you're in it power would armor? still be scary. Yeah. It would still be, I'd still be like, petrified but we'd realize like i think i think you you worded it once on a previous episode you said like can you imagine being the soldier you land and then like a missile hits you right in the chest and you're like oh my god i'm dead and then you realize no i'm fine right yeah, like, yeah. Oh, i mean wow. you're a walking tank you know it's like, like, it, it is, yeah, it is a walking really. tank suit is what it is and yeah that you know yeah the mire lurk is scary and it's pinchers you know, uh, could, you know, dent your power armor maybe, but they're not going to chop your arm off. And so all of a sudden the game has changed. Dude, and you I- guys are nuts because if, th- let me tell you, even with power armor, even with armor, like knowing that in the game it can it be that beneficial, if I was just like walking around and encountered like a death claw, I'd crap my pants. Like, you know, some people like, <laughs> it's like flight or fight or flight or freeze right i would freeze and i'd crap my pants and i would get eaten <laughs> there's no may way I tell, may i tell you about a death claw encounter recently sure yeah, yeah. i had a death claw encounter in vr last uh-huh. week uh-huh. Uh-huh. and there was so much screaming and so much scariest thing i have ever seen and it was kind of awesome <laughs> That's great. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So so let l- let me let me attest to what Lainey is saying here with an example. When she was when she and and I hope this isn't too embarrassing. We joke about this all the time. When she was a kid, we we would play like Zelda together. We'd play Twilight Princess, right? Twilight Princess was out, and I was like, get on the horse, just ride past the bad guys, just go go do the next quest, do the next thing. And she's like, no, I'm just gonna go back to the city and corral the cats and she would spend hours picking up the cats and putting them in the part of the town that she wanted them to be in and then they'd kind of wander <laughs> off and then she'd go pick up the cats again and she'd put them back in the room and that was how she played Twilight Princess just collecting cats it's so funny that you're sharing this right now because I was talking about this in my stream earlier um, so a few people in the chat right now already know and like Saber I don't remember if you were there or not but like I <laughs> I was talking about how like Twilight Princess and like other Zelda games, I'd run around and pick up cats and chickens. Like that's all I would do. Yeah, that's all she the would whole do. Game. She or would, like she wouldn't in find other games, anything. she wouldn't continue the quest. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I'd encounter something scary, I would just stop. I would just avoid it at all costs. Um, which I don't do anymore. Thank goodness. I'm finally like I'm grown up. Like I finally can fight <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, I oof. I would get spooked. I get spooked by the littlest things, and I just wouldn't deal with them at all. <laughs> yep. 
when it comes when it comes to seventy six, uh, <laughs> uh, the other chosen can attest. I am Leroy Jenkins in my power armor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Blood for the blood gods charging into the fray. <laughs> but bringing it back to Meyerlurks, I would honestly rather get my arm cut off by something that I know is going to be delicious versus something that, that, that isn't. You know, it's risk versus reward. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If like, yeah, you might mutilate me, but if I kill you, you're going to be absolutely amazing in a chowder versus... Well, that's a that's a rad roach. So yeah, nobody wants know. to eat the rad roach. That's what I was thinking. No, yeah, you're not yeah. going to cook up the rad roach. That's not going to. No, that's not tasty. It's like shoe leather. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, or if that, it might just be squishy yeah. inside. Who knows? You know how roaches are. Ugh, they squish and then mm. they just. Yeah, I think they're just they're just pudding inside, right? They're just like an exoskeleton with just goo. That's what <laughs> that's what roaches are made out of. Next week on the Fallout Lorecast, Tom <laughs> eats roaches to tell us the flavor of Wasteland Fair. Mm. Dude, wait, mm. if you want to, I'll eat a roach. I'm so out. I'm so okay. out. You can I'm eat down. the roach. That's fine. Yeah, no joke. I'll, I'll try it. All right, go find, you go find roaches. We'll eat roaches on the next show. All right. I've eaten, like, crickets and stuff before. <laughs> hey, cricket protein's good stuff right there. Yeah. I, well, I feel a, like... I ate a scorpion, so... Yeah, I, and they're, I they're in Fallout. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that's kind of on that range. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job with the whole bugs thing. Does anybody have anything that transitions out of bugs, or is this a good time to like go to the middle of the show and do do a quick little thanks? I think it probably is. All right, think about who might want to go next. We're going to jump to the middle of the show, and here comes the sound effect with the doors closing. General Atomic's finest, still eager to serve. So, thank you to all of you guys, first of all, for being here, for being part of the show, for for supporting what we do every week, and thank you to all of our patrons, everybody who does this and and supports the show and signs up to support it. It, it really is an absolutely amazing thing, and I appreciate all of you guys in chat, and also the new subs, the people subscribing and following the channel. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so if you are interested in helping to support the show, then check out patreon.com slash lorecast. You can join us for next month's episode. You can help support the show with even just a buck or five bucks and get ad-free episodes and early episodes and things like that. Also, if you um, would like to support the show, there are also sponsors on the Robots Radio Network, including things like audiobooks.com where you can get three free audiobooks and all you have to do is look at the show notes click a link and go sign up there's a bunch of other deals in the show notes I'm not going to take too much of your time talking about that this week though because we've got more chatting to do with our patrons and that's why we're here so let's get back to that if you have any questions about Nuka World I'd be delighted to answer them Firewriter thank you for all those gift subs that is amazing <laughs> you're, you're awesome um, alright who wants to go next who has, has some creepy stuff who hasn't gone yet? Oh, we got Victor. Victor, you want to go? So, it's not history-related technically, but it also technically is. Uh, does anybody remember the Salem Witch Museum? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, aren't you? 
Um, I went into pretty underleveled. Fallout 4 was the first real Fallout game I actually played. I kind of modded into Fallout New Vegas and played like 10 minutes of it. And this, I think, was the moment when I decided to turn on God mode and start playing for the plot instead of playing for the challenge. <laughs> because, so I'm like, I'm, I'm wandering around. I'm like, hey, Salem's available. Let's go to Salem. And I find the Witch's Museum. And you find a dead gunner outside. And you find hollow tapes talking about why the hell did this death claw chase us so far. Mm -hmm. And you uh, in the hollow tape, you hear that the gunners are going to take shelter inside the witch's museum. You can't actually enter it from the front doors. You have to go into the basement. So you already know that there's something in there. And the witch's museum itself is actually ranked with scare with jump scares. Like as if you were if you were to walk through the museum, it would jump scare you as you walk through. Right, because it was kind That's of one of my favorite oh, things in the game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it was built to do that as just the museum. Right. So you tend to because of the museum, you tend to because something took down a couple of pretty tough gunners. And you can hear something and then like, there's the dead body and viscera that falls through through the ceiling sometimes. And you end up walking through this, getting jump scared several times, both by like the death claw doing something because it's a death claw on the end. Or you know, the museum is like, Oh yeah, we have pictures enter concerned. And you keep going through it, and you you stumble upon this bathroom essentially, and there's a dead gunner in front of it, and it does level with you, but it is the most powerful death claw in the game, and it attacks you. Uh -huh. uh, that that's why I'm pretty sure this is the moment when I decided decided nope, I'm turning on God mode and playing for the plot at this point because. I got it hurt quite a bit when when that death claw hit me, and I was, I was screaming, and I remember just being so tense the entire time. And I'm like, I don't even know what how you know what kind of death claw this is going to be. I I don't know what's going on. And then um, when I went back to look at videos of this, since I can't play it myself, to refresh myself on this, because I originally found out I thought originally it was like Brotherhood, and found out it was actually Gunners, stuff like that found out that it's actually part of a bigger quest called Devil's Do, where you get the pristine Deathclaw egg. And that's what the gunners... The gunners didn't even know they were carrying Deathclaw eggs. Right, yeah, yeah, I remember and this now. The, yeah. Yeah, they didn't realize why they were getting chased because they didn't know that they were carrying Deathclaw and the mother was actively chasing them. And you kill the Deathclaw that had been chasing, but you can take that Deathclaw egg back to the nest. Right. Yeah. And it is the it is the only death claw that will not automatically aggro on you. If you just it, you approach, the death claw comes down, doesn't attack you, and you can use the nest like a storage container, put the egg in it, and the death claw will leave you alone and you can just leave. Of course you can also put the egg in there and then open fire on the death claw. Mm -hmm. and get the egg back um you can get a pretty hefty prize or reward uh from uh, mr handy inside diamond city 
to get him the, the Deathclaw egg. And he gives you, like, some Deathclaw egg recipes. But I just, I remember that being the scariest thing, because I, I hadn't been playing Fallout very long. I wasn't playing it very linearly, so I was very much underleveled for the area. And I was having the tension and then getting jump-scared, but not actually being anything. And then the Deathclaw. And it was just, it, I just remember that that's the scariest thing I ever experienced actually playing Fallout was. Yeah, yeah. Or even looking into Fallout stuff was essential fear is the the wizard museum death claw right now let's let's take this into doing this in real life how would you handle that in real life would you even go near the eggs like like at what point would you like realize what was about to happen and go nope (laughs) and just like nope out of there i would listen to the holotapes and board the nope train and get all the way out of salem yeah, <laughs> just automatically like that. That's it right there. Not even enter the museum. <laughs> yeah. Who else um, has any thoughts on death claws? Anybody else want to go? Share any any thoughts on dealing uh, with death claws, what that would be like in real for life? For me, um, I don't in real life. I'm not even sure. But death claws is a special is a special thing. Because it's, like, in the games itself, when I first turned into one, I, I was like, okay, that's really cool, but it didn't exactly frighten me. So, like, I mean, obviously, if this was, like, real life, and a death claw was charging at me, like, legit charging at me, and I didn't have anywhere to go, then absolutely, I'd be, I'd be dipping. But maybe if I, like, had some way to, I don't know, give it a harder time to chase me, maybe, I would try. <laughs> But, I mean, it's the closest thing to dealing with, like, a dinosaur, right? Yeah. It's. I mean, that's basically what this is, is it, it would be like dealing with a dinosaur. But not just a dinosaur, a dinosaur with arms. I mean, most predatory dinosaurs, you think about, like, Jurassic Park or, you know, any of the movies where you have, like, velociraptors, like, deathclaw-sized dinosaurs, right? And they don't necessarily have arms. They've got, yeah. they've got little itty-bitty arms, but they have, like, a big mouth. But now you're dealing with something with a big mouth with choppy teeth and arms. I was thinking, like, what dinosaurs are you looking at that don't have arms? Well, I mean, they have arms, but they don't have, but they don't have, like, massive, like, (laughs) strong, like, actual functional arms the way that a Deathclaw does. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, with the Deathclaw, the way that Deathclaw uses those arms, not even in combat, but how it moves with those arms is kind of actually really cool to watch. Because, like, it'll, it'll, it, like... It, like it plants its the front arms into the ground and l- l- kind of like launches itself forward, and it really just right. uses its back legs as much as its front when it runs. Right. I mean, it's it's shaped almost like the, the size of the arms compared to the rest of the body are very large, um, mm-hmm. almost like a uh, like a big cat or gorilla. a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Which to me is much more frightening than something like a velociraptor, even though they have arms, of course, but they're not they're not as developed. You know, really, it's 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 mostly about avoiding the mouth, right? Like that's yeah. that's the thing that's coming at you. But with a deathclaw, they 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 swipe at you with their arms. Then they maybe use their mouth and they use the other arm. There's a lot more going on that you have to avoid to have to deal with something like that. They could pick you up. Yeah, they pick you up and they can like, yeah. like squish you and like that's that's way more frightening. So I think yeah. we lost Aperture Flash. He went bye 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 Aperture Flash. See you later. 
All right. Well, that was yeah. that was a that was a good good <laughs> good story, Victor. I remember having to deal with that. I remember actually bringing the eggs back and um, making friends with the the mom, and then she wouldn't she didn't aggro because I returned the eggs, and then I was like, I've got a new death claw, buddy. I have to admit, from a lore standpoint, it is absolutely fascinating that you know the to me the scariest mission in the entire game has. The one death claw who won't aggro on you. Yeah, right. That <laughs> it's kind of ironic. I yep. mean, the, the the fact that it had the I don't know if it would be intelligence, but it just kind of like it it recognized you had its egg and you were and you were foolish enough to return to the nest. So mm-hmm. like the fact that it didn't just immediately attack you and take the egg back, it was it, like I, it, at least to me that shows some degree of intelligence. Yeah, like you you are you are helping you are you are something that is helping it so it it isn't going to kill you or eat you or whatever yeah as a side note when i was talking to other people about this as well um with going through all of that and going through with the death claw egg um almost every single companion hates it if you take the egg back to the death claw with the exception of two and they are piper and nick valentine hmm. they actually like it if you take the egg back and back away wow Interesting. Yeah, it's I, so much goes through, I'm sure, in designing the game and figuring out the personalities and what things they're going to be okay with and not on each of the quests. That is interesting. Well, cool. Fun topic. Um, who would like to go next? We've got a few people who haven't gone so far. Uh, Lainey wants to go. Lainey. Yeah, I have some thoughts. What's your thought? Um, This isn't, I mean, there's not really a good segue here, but this is kind of different than some of the things we've talked about so far. Um, I actually kind of have two examples. So, I was thinking, you know, if I was in the wasteland, clearly, based on previous anecdotes about me this this episode, I'm one to get spooked in video games. And um, not so much now, but I definitely used to. And it's funny because I, I love, like, horror things. I love watching horror movies, but I think it's the immersion factor, right? It's a lot spookier. Mm-hmm. So, if I was living in the wasteland, right. I would try my best to just avoid things like creatures. And so, I'd probably try to you know settle in a settlement somewhere and be relatively safer probably not deal with a bunch of the larger creatures which in that case your biggest threats would likely be raiders yeah um and people i think sometimes because they're so unpredictable can be scarier than creatures well isn't that one of those they're going to do that's one of the main horror tropes and it does show up in fallout games the real Mm -hmm. the real monsters are people right right and that yeah that's yeah, and specifically Aperture Flash. He's pointing at himself right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you buddy. I'm sorry. Sorry, you're the real villain here. Not again. God damn it. <laughs> no, we found you out. Uh Lainey's having some uh connection I'm issues. Back. Oh, she's back. Um, okay. Yeah. So I oh one second. Um yeah, so I definitely I think that people would be a pretty scary factor and not just raiders even, but like if you're in somewhere like Diamond City, there's a level of corruption in, mm-hmm. you know, local happenings. And also things like the Institute, right? You might get kidnapped. Um, so there's a lot of pretty creepy factors there. And if that's what you have to worry about more than creatures, then yeah. that's pretty spooky on its own. Um, and that would be psychologically damaging in a lot of ways. Yeah, I also think sure. that beyond people and beyond creatures... Um, the environment itself is pretty terrifying and radiation, you know, is incredibly dangerous. And so clearly in the games we have 
like Rad X and Rad Away, um, which, if that existed in real life, would be very helpful. But radiation is really dangerous, and there's some areas we can be incredibly radiated very quickly. And if we encounter them in real life, there's no saves. You can't load back if you mess up. So if you entered an area with a really high radiation, you're just done. Like you're dead. That's it. Right. Or, or you <laughs> even are... if you were slowly irradiated for a period of time, right? It's right. you're not going to mutate in real life. Likely, you're just no. going to decay. Right. Or, or, or you, you'll get cancer and you'll feel very sick right. and yeah, things like that. Um, yeah. That that <laughs> yes, that is also very frightening. Um, and you brought up temp. You brought up in the midst of all of these things the idea of the institute in Fallout Four. This idea that like the people around you might actually be being replaced by robots that you can't tell are robots. Have any, is anyone going to bring that up on this episode? Is that something that... Wait. Oh. Your name is Robots. My, are you a synth? Uh, no. Are you even my real dad? No. <laughs> Tom's a synth. Robot even is your real name? No, no, I'm not a synth. <laughs> yeah, he's not a synth. See, BuddyBot said I'm not a synth, so it must is be Buddy true. Is BuddyBot a synth? That sounds yes, like something a synth. No, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. We all know that I don't trust BuddyBot as far as I can throw him, so... <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, Tom. This is for the best. This is for the good of the uh, settlement. You're going to have <laughs> to ask you to leave. The settlement. So <laughs> yeah. d- does anybody does anybody have um, the Institute or the fear of being replaced or people around them being replaced on their list of things that would be like absolutely frightening to deal with? Not 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 so much the replaced thing, but so much as the uh, synth uh, coursers. They're literally Terminators. Oh yeah, like yeah. like the quest when you go to kill the courser. The courser is legit going full Terminator on all the gunners, slaughtering them like they're sheep. <laughs> it, it that might kind of lead into mine. Um, okay, yeah. I'm, Lane, I'm hold not, on one I'm, second. One second, Laney. Is there anything okay, else you yeah. wanted to add before we move on? Oh. Hello, okay. In relation, sorry, my mic was being weird. In relation to since replacing people, I think there's a pretty scary factor, and I you encounter this in some um, some horror, where the people you know are no longer the people you know, right? And so, right. if someone gets replaced with a synth, is that even, like, do they have their memories? Really? Do they? Do you still share the bond with them that you had before? Are they going to be a completely different person? It's scary to, like, lose your connection with somebody and not even know why. Um, Mm -hmm. And not so much in, like, a terrifying way. You know, it's not totally applicable to this episode, but that's definitely kind of freaky. And you don't, you know, lots of things could come from that, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of angles on that that are all disturbing. So, Nudimer, where where were you going to go with this? How does this transition into yours? Um, so if, if I'm correct, I think me and fire are the only two that haven't gone yet, right? No, I haven't either. Oh, who hasn't? Oh, good. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. I've been, I've been worried this whole time because I was worried about ending with me and fire because ours are semi related. We kind of thought about this from a similar perspective. Okay. Let's go. And we are major downers. So (laughs) be prepared. (laughs) So we don't want to end on it. All right. Got Um, it. Got it. In a, in a sense, I kind of feel like, and I'm not going to spoil what it is, but I kind of feel like fire's answer is my honest answer, but her answer is something I can't even entertain. It's so like, I just can't do it. So I'm kind of going with my second 
<laughs> second worst uh, thing that would be something scary to deal with in the um, in the, the post-apocalypse and the Fallout universe. And um, I kind of thought about this in in uh, aspect of what a lot of things, and this relates to a lot of things that everyone said already, um, which is that a lot of fears that we would have day to day would be based on a basic fear of death, of course, cranked up to a thousand, you know, but it is still that basic survival instinct, that basic fear of death that everyone naturally health healthily should have. Um, but now what gets worse is perhaps the ways we could die or the increased you know, uh, risk that we're going to die or, or whatever. Um, so it's all really a, a matter of sort of variations of that, you know, that aspect of just threat to your threat to your life. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think, um, beyond that, what, what are some other ways the wasteland can get you? And, um, I was talking before about how I, I don't, like I watch horror movies. I love horror. It's probably my second favorite genre, but I just, it doesn't, things don't get to me when I watch them. I just watch it for the craft, watch it for entertainment, sometimes for a laugh. Um, but one thing that does disturb me, not scare me, but disturb me is body horror. Yes. And body horror, um, just is sort of, it, it, it hits me on like a deep, uh, yeah, this might uh, app, app is feeling bad for coming back because I know this note. is tr- <laughs> side, side note. trigger warning for app. Sorry, <laughs> I kind of love some body horror. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I love it too, but it disturbs me. That's why I love it. <laughs> I, you know, because yeah. it actually it actually gets me. I also love when um, um, when your Boston accent sneaks out. Then you say horror oh, yeah, instead yeah. of it's horror. Horror. But, <laughs> but no, that's it's why there it's totally little, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it has to rub off on me a little bit, even though I fought it for so many years. But anyway, uh, so um, so there's many ways in which the wasteland could um, could change us, and that's why I was saying this kind of relates to the idea of the sense because. This sort of is, um, and this is how me and fire subjects relate. We're coming from more of like a cerebral emotional perspective where I was thinking about like how the wasteland could fundamentally change us to the point where we're, we're no longer really human. Um, now there may be some of us that may be excited about that prospect. Like if it's turning into a ghoul, Uh (laughs) um, (laughs) but I mean it more in a maybe a more realistic sense. And what I was thinking, and this is uh, brought up a little bit by Lainey as well with the environment, um, everything about with FEV, the radiation, the nature of the way the Great War happened in the Fallout universe, not just animals have been affected, but all of the the entire ecosystem has been turned on its head. Everything's cranked up. Everything's on max difficulty for survival. So that's going to include disease. That's going to include infections. That's going to include, um, you know, bug bites. That was one that really started to disturb me with body horror. Because if you think you get a really good mosquito, a little mosquito, you get a really good mosquito bite, you get that giant swelled up. 
mm-hmm. thing on your arm because you scratched it a little bit too much. What could something 10 times that thing's size do to you if you survive? Yeah, like the blood oh bug. Yeah, a like, blood bug would mess you the up. Blood bugs? You survive. You survive. You, you shoot have- it up. You hack it with your sword. Right. But then you get that. But this this is kind of this is my thought process. So you, you so this thing comes, right? This is this is kind of the scenario I'm putting my, myself in. I'm in the wasteland. I've, I've thought everything through. Okay, I'm prepared, right? I've got my weapons. I've got my stim packs. I've got my armor. And this blood bug comes up, and I'm shooting at it. It gets too close. I pull out a sword or something, start hacking away at it. And right at the end, it gets it gets its stinger right through a little piece of my armor, and it, and it hits me. And ah, I scream. Fight it off. It's dead. I, I survive. I stim pack myself. I go back to my camp. And then I go to sleep. And maybe I don't wake up, or maybe I do, and I'm some Lovecraftian body <laughs> mess of who knows what. Because we don't know how how these new life forms could affect a human, especially for vault dwellers, where we're that. more pure. I love that this is gross, yeah. <laughs> grossing out soybeans so much that her ears are now covering her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm having the desired effect oh, right now. So good. Um, <laughs> I have to ask: Did you ever read the books "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark"? Yeah. Okay, bug bite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just talking about like even like a mosquito bite, but like we don't know what the mutations to the reproductive systems of these bugs are it's entirely possible because plenty of bugs do it where if they sting you they're also laying eggs in you yeah right no that scares me more than anything right so like i can deal with some body horror but the body horror that always really freaks me out is when there's something inside someone yeah No, no, no spiders. Spiders Going laying back eggs to in a, you? What yeah. a, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, going back to it possibly changing you, have you read uh, Metaf- Metamorphosis? Uh, the ca- yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, yeah. huge fan. Yeah, that body horror. That <laughs> now that's a little more obviously surreal. Than what I'm thinking, but that sort of level of thing, because and and what about what about our perspective? What if chemicals in the air affect what we see and perceive? We don't even know how things may may affect us. Maybe we go scaving for some chems, and we go through some some factory some some uh medical factory and because of the experiments on the crap they were doing pre-war we accidentally expose ourselves to some fluid or some you know airborne toxin and it mutates us it changes us it, it affects us and affects like i was saying our perspective and this is where i thought about a scarier thing to me death is one of the scariest things you can possibly face but I thought of scenarios that are perhaps worse than death, mm-hmm. that there may be many scenarios in the in the wasteland that we could survive, right. but that we wish we didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we may even end up coming out very hard to kill out of the process. And we may be one of those monsters that wanders around and mm-hmm. sees a person in a blue suit and attacks them, hoping that they're the dweller, that 
finally ends their horrible suffering yeah. when they used to be a regular human just like that person in the blue suit. Right. So I You know how um Go ahead, Lena. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You know how some bugs and some fungi can kind of turn you into a zombie? It would be really terrifying to encounter a bug in a game in in a Fallout game that could kind of do that to you and start piloting your body. Well, not to this is a spoiler, but you haven't made it further into 76 yet. Oh my god, wait. That happens in 76. Isn't it also not. in New Vegas? Uh, I there is the plant people, but it's different than what is in so in 76 is literally a version of what Laney's talking about. It's based on that. It's based on the true science of that fungus. That right. that actually is a it's major. A, it's a major. Wow. It's a major plot point. point. Yeah. Major I wrote a short point. film about that once. <laughs> <laughs> you you better get into the story because it it gets good. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we back up to what you said about insects turning us into zombies? What? Oh yeah. So there's yes. some wasps that will yes. um will or is it wasps there's some bugs it's an ant that'll it's an ant oh right right okay so there's some ants that will is it they'll bite wasps there's some of that there's Mm -hmm. some other Uh bug that will bite another bug and start piloting it on a fungus that grows like into the into the the animal's head i believe like into like the brain stem yeah it's into the the nervous system and it the other essentially, thing you might be oh, yeah. thinking of is the uh, wasps that lay their eggs in tarantulas, and then the tarantulas. I wasn't have... thinking of that, but that's wild oh, yeah. too. Yeah. That's oh, okay, I don't. I no longer think we should save the environment. Thank you. <laughs> just let it all burn. Put it down. Yeah, it's the mushroom and the ant. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Last of Us is a great oh, example. Oh, it's a mushroom to the end, right? That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it does it. The, it's the, the fungus, fungus that does it to the end, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah the Last of Us is a great example Thank of the, you, the fungus thing. Like, <laughs> yes, the, it the, is. Because, like, the zombies in The Last of Us, they're legit mushroom people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what I was going to say, back to the um, transforming into a monster and attacking somebody hoping they're going to kill you. I immediately thought of Wendigos. Immediately. Because we, I, don't, I don't know if we know for certain, but we don't know for 100% fact that being a cannibal and the mutations turns you into Wendigo. Or if it's just a mutation that turns you into a can, the cannibal uh, Wendigo. Right, right. Like or, with the chicken or the egg. Yeah. 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 So like it's, 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 it's that kind of, it's, it's like, that's what I immediately thought of. Because the Wendigos, if you've seen them in the game, their arms are grotesquely extended. Their fingers are long and razor sharp. Their legs are the same way. And they crawl on all fours. And, it's, and they're like bone skinny. And it's just disturbing. We have those in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking, but I ain't. <laughs> okay. With, with, with Fallout, we're talking about very much uh, soft sci-fi radiation. As in, it's more fantastical than what is actually the hard scientific facts of radiation. Right. Trust me, acute radiation sickness is not something that happens in Fallout and Boy, do I know the symptoms of it because of how many weird videos I watch. But um, if you want to see, uh, like, the kind of mutations that Fallout radiation gives you is, um, I know you said you watch horror movies, Neo. Have you seen Annihilation? Um, I don't think so. 
Yeah, I, I, I know a lot. I've I've read some of the book. I have yet to watch the movie. Um, possibly the movie? because I've been holding off on it because I know how much it's gonna disturb me. Yeah, it's it's um, and it if anybody even looks up just like pictures of some of the transformation scenes in Annihilation, there's one that's actually quite beautiful and it's still kind of disturbing on a deep level because mm. it's pretty because she turns into flowers essentially. Um, but it's still like she loses her humanity and there are creatures inside the annihilation zone who are seeking out the humans who are going into it trying to explore it because they want to die. And so that kind of mm-hmm. idea of having fantastical kind of radiation, because this is annihilation is like space radiation, isn't it, of some sort? Um or like a space mi- microbe or something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, space something from space. Yeah, but it it transforms you in a way that is very reminiscent of the fallout radiation, and it's definitely along the lines of making you inhuman and turning you into something that is a fate worse than death, which is something that I it does get touched on in Fallout itself. I wonder how many players actually stop and think about it that much, though. Yeah, don't forget though on the radiation like that. Um, the the part that's unrealistic about the radiation and fallout is the way it affects the human body, like as far as like radiation poisoning. Right. But the radiation is only a factor in with, however, the F- the FEV really is public enemy number one as far as the fears of how life forms are going to change, how we could potentially change and how even plant life and microbes and everything, everything, everything's going to be out to kill us. Everything down to microscopic life. And if we've been off the board for a while and then all of a sudden we emerge, we're not going to be prepared. And Mm -hmm. that's scary to know that everything, everything either wants to kill you or change you into it or into something else. And that's that's to me even scarier than just death. Yeah. So in Australia, in Australia, everything wants to kill you in Australia and Florida, which is the Australia of the United States. Um, So what I want to know is you've got you've got my interest and I want to know how this connects to what fire writer is going to talk about. You said like the, your thing is kind of the setup, and she takes it even further. So, her hers okay. If mine, to me personally, if my fear is worse than death, then hers is worse than mine. Is worse than double death. That's how it, Got it. It's, it's for me, double. and this is very personal Triple for death? me, and very personal for fire. So I, I, I definitely agree with quadruple death she's on about yeah pretty much yeah yeah i could i could i would word one of the potential things she's about to talk about is that yeah all right all right are we ready to move on because i I really want to find out what this is i I think listen i'm already having nightmares from what uh noom just talked about Uh, i don't think there's much more terror that you can instill in me get ready for get ready for quadruple nightmares because here we go all right fire okay so my fear so if if we're talking about i'm in fallout me exactly as i am right now this very minute yep i have the exact same fear there that i do here Hmm. um my biggest fear children would be what would happen to my kids 
Oh, really? I was just throwing uh, one out there. I was wow. just I was just joking from the perspective of like, ah, kids scare me, which is funny because you have kids. But no, okay, that makes totally makes sense. Well, yeah, all right. Well, that's what a really because good you're a parent. Point. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, everywhere you go, no matter which part of which wasteland we're talking about, there's all of these horrible things that we've talked about. The creatures and the humans, and within the human, raiders and slavers and cannibals. And there's evidence all over of what happens to kids, you know? And you see it in all these little ways. You see baby carriages, or you kill a feral ghoul that has a child's toy on it. Yeah. Or go to Warwick Homestead, and if you head around the back, there are little graves with toys on them. We don't know the full extent of what happened in these stories, but it doesn't matter. And that is literally the scariest thing I can think of is not what would happen to me, but what would happen to them. And that horrible, helpless feeling when you can't protect them. And with my oldest, I've experienced some of that personally some pretty awful stuff has happened and it's incredibly i i, I don't even have words for it yeah, quite it's, honestly it's tough as a parent um, when you can't when when horrifying. when you find your boundaries you of what you can do to protect your children anything. right yeah 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 and, and the idea of getting up every single day and not knowing if something could happen to your kids that day and trying to protect them from any everything and knowing that the odds are so stacked against you, that's my biggest fear. And yeah. it's the exact same as the fear I have here. Yeah. That's, Can that's I legit. add on to that? Sure. I'm, I mean, clearly, I mean, not clearly, I mean, who you don't know, but I'm not a parent, <laughs> um, but my parent is here. And just thinking about this from a child's perspective, I think possibly even scarier, and not to make this worse <laughs> for you, because I know that this is your fear, um, even scarier than that and knowing that you have to protect your kid is I think if you're trying to protect your kid and something happens to you, what mm -hmm. happens to your kids after? Absolutely. Absolutely. Remember I said worse, all over worse than death? That's yeah. really worse than death. Because if I'm dying and that's me, fine. Mm -hmm. I got a little cocky hunting some meat and I died. My fault, big, big sad. But if I'm dying and I'm thinking my kids are back in our camp and they're going to wonder when's daddy getting home, when's he coming home with dinner. Mm -hmm. That's just, I want to cry right now. I'm trying not to. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 What's interesting about this that is that this is the human condition and has been, you know, for all for all time uh before the modern age um we <laughs> the human death rate was much higher by all sorts of things you know it's only the last mm -hmm. hundred years in 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 western more civilized countries where we have medicine and the the means to help each other out and uh emergency medical services and all sorts of those those kinds of things that we have lower rates of of you know death when pregnant or death from hunting in order to just provide food for your family or death from your neighbors deciding they they want your land and so now they're just going to attack your village and you're all dead you know like this is this is kind of the human condition and hopefully we're moving away from that 
you know, it's debatable, but hopefully we are. And uh, yeah, that's that's an extremely frightening. And in the wasteland, then that's I mean, that's just 10 times worse <laughs> because there's so much more danger there for sure. Well, I would I would imagine that a child growing up in the wasteland would be far better equipped to deal with the wasteland than, say, a parent emerging from 76. So, right. like, like I, I imagine um, there weren't very many families coming out of, say, 76 or any of the vaults. So, you know, if, um, you know, you, you get out into the vault, you get out into the wasteland and, you know, you, you meet uh, a, a, a swell vault dweller and you start a small family and... Um, you raise your kids, you'd be able to pass on all those survival lessons. I feel like they would have a much better chance at surviving than, say, you or I coming out of our cushy, air-conditioned cave. Oh, for sure. Were. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. It would still be frightening, but... Yeah, yeah, canonically... And, and the like, rates would be... Canonically, we know, we know that families did come out of control vaults. Uh, going back to the cutscenes, especially mm-hmm. the cutscenes of Fallout 2, True. Uh, they show the Enclave killing literally um, like Children, a yeah. nuclear family coming out. Yeah. So I'm sure in control vaults when they released, there were many children. I mean, the look around the vaults, they have schools because they were multi-generational. Fair so enough. there were definitely children released. But the other thing, too, is that, yeah, if the they will be definitely equipped for the wasteland if they mm-hmm. survive. And if they get through, and yeah. the thing I and um, anyone who's had a kid can relate to this. I think about what if we need to be quiet, and you have a little one who doesn't understand. Just getting them to be quiet, like this was in um, a quiet place. Um, the, or that the really dark recently, um, or, or and, the road. You know, you know, stories like the road. Um, yeah, that road, really yeah, the road too. Of it's just the idea of just needing to be quiet. The, yeah. Yeah. The, the need to be quiet and that a kid just doesn't understand that. I was just, uh, my 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 oldest is 13 and I was trying to get him to whisper because his his grandmother was taking a nap and he was struggling. I'm like what if <laughs> what if there was a horde of ghouls outside and <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like no, you know and he's like daddy. <laughs> like no, yeah. we're dead. The existential fear, especially in relating to children, all I can think about is, like, um, even ignoring, uh, let's see, was, I can't remember, uh, how it all got organized, but I know that there were, like, several vaults that took exclusively children and kept the population only children, and that was for experimental purposes, Mm -hmm. but even just the children who went into vaults, who are too young to understand what's going on, and there's not really going to be a good explanation for their generation. Um, or the, the children, like, even even yourself, right, in Fallout 3, you've been raised in the vault. And even if you're 18, you were raised in the vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were never, like, is, isn't it, isn't, uh, isn't, I can't remember his name, your dad's name, uh, but isn't, didn't he blatantly say he planned for you to never leave the vault anyways? Yeah. Um, uh, if you're raised in the vault, you're soft right. and squishy. Oh yeah, 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 totally, totally. It's all and you so, know. And so, what I find interesting is, like, you know, you mentioned kids who would 
who would have been raised in the wasteland who would be been able to handle it better. Little Lamplight does pretty dang well for itself, all things considered. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, no, I, mean, I mean, yes, if you were raised in the wasteland, then you would and, be better at surviving because you were raised among survivalists, for sure. But the death rates and the amount of horror that those people would have to go through is significantly more than anybody has ever gone through on on our planet ever you know like and little lamplight is without adults too so those are those are kids that already lost they've gone through that gauntlet of fire of Mm -hmm. losing a parent from from whatever whether it be death or being abandoned or whatever so all those kids have already been surviving on their own so that's probably why little lamplight is so powerful because children are super resourceful and super resilient um i think Fire and I, if we were to think about being in the wasteland and leaving our kids behind, we would hope that we've helped them to be strong enough to survive on their own. Um, maybe, maybe we're even sure that we've trained them well and we've prepared them, but we still know how it's going to affect them emotionally, how it's going to affect their, their, their ability to hold on to life and holding on to life in a, in life and death situations can be just that it can be whether or not you survive to have that little extra, to have that fight to live. And if you're worried that your death is going to take that away from your child, even temporarily, maybe enough for them to lose that fight in one fight and that's it. They're dead. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a question for the parents in this call. Uh, you're living your wastelander life. Uh, you've got your young kids with you. And then one day, a representative of a um, of a organization say the brotherhood the institute um something along those lines they come to you and they say look you've got a decent farm here you've done well for yourself we'll take your kids and we'll we'll guarantee their safety but you can't come as well we just want your kids do you give them do you give them up to say the institute or the brotherhood with that guarantee of safety or do you keep them on your uh, rad, uh, your tomato farm there, where you've got your kid, but tomorrow's another day. Who really knows what happens in the next raider attack? Sure, sure. You know, um, my answer is no, because uh, the devil you know is better than the devil you yeah, don't. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with how much you know about, about this other group and, and what they're, you know, how much you <laughs> trust them and, and all of that. Um, in some cases, I think maybe the answer might be yes, because maybe you've built a relationship with some of those people and you and you legitimately have seen the way they're raising children and what the opportunity is for your kids. Um, it also depends on how old your kids are. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a 16 year old and you're going, well, you're, you're almost grown up at this point. This is an opportunity for you because I trust these people. Then the answer is more more easy. To, it's more easy to say yes than it is if, if you have a five year old. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I, think I think that there's a lot of factors that are involved with that. Yeah, I mean, if 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 I were me, knowing what I know now about the Fallout universe, and suddenly my family was transported into the Fallout universe, that would be a different, you know, mm-hmm. different calculation completely. Because Brotherhood of Steel, knowing what I know, even though I have some moral 
qualms with them, I, I might, I might consider that actually. It might be because a better existence know, compared to the, the yeah, option, I know right? that they'll get good training. I know that they're moral people that treat each other that as family, as kindness, you them. know, yeah. they have discipline, they have like, you know, yeah, it, it's, I, the, the, all that seems one of the best scenarios you can possibly have in, in the wasteland, not the Institute though. Ever, no. ever. No. I would, I would kill my own kids before letting the institute oh take them. I mean, no. I mean, not literally. Not literally. At that point, your kid might actually already be a synth. So you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, but in the in the actual world, probably probably not. Like if I okay. didn't know, if just a bunch of bunch of guys show up in power armor and they're like, "Hey, see that blimp up there? We want to go take your son in the sky." I'm like, no. (laughs) No, you're saying he's a wizard? You're going to go to Hogwarts or something? (laughs) What's going on here? Or say uh, vault dwellers from a local vault come by and say, you know, our our numbers are a little low. We don't want any adults. But, hey, you've got three kids. You know, we've got air conditioning. (laughs) Right. We've got air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, that's some good questions. Um, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on on the Discord uh, talking about this as we move forward. Um, I'd like to move on to uh, Grim Saber, if possible. Mothman, did you have something you wanted to add, real quick? Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, everybody knows, I'm 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 young. I'm very young. Uh, and for thinking about this, it's for me. It it would be less along the lines of I'd be scared for them. It'd be more along the lines of what is possibly in my power to protect them. Like, what could I possibly, possibly do for them? Or, like, make a deal with somebody? Or what could I possibly get my hands on to keep everybody I cared about safe? Yeah. Like, yeah. like well, and then, what, what, do you, what are your options, really? What do yeah, you have? So, like, mm-hmm. what, what, yeah, what is in this, what is in my hand that I can play that would be the most ideal right. and it is like it's like throwing all yeah like 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 in the fire and neo said like throwing all caution to of myself to the wind like like everybody else is more important i could care less what happened to me as long as as long as they're safe right fire do you want to finish this up is there anything else you wanted to add um, I think the one note that I would make there too is that there's that one other fear that they did so well in four where even if your kids make it, you have no idea how they're going to turn out or what they're going to turn into. And that's just as scary. That's true. That's true. You can't, you can't decide who your children will become. You can only guide them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know I mean? You might have a kid that grows up into a hot dog. That's, I mean, that's what I'm dealing with right here. <laughs> so... I, I couldn't have predicted that. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. We've got one no more. <laughs> Grim Saber. I guess we've Holy saved you for last. Guacamole. Holy guacamole. <laughs> How do you follow that? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I have a two-year-old sister, so that kind of hit me pretty hard. Yeah. So, she is, I'm kind of like the third parent because I've been babysitting her so much since quarantine. <laughs> Sure. So we're we're very close. So, anyways, um, one of my favorite things in Fallout, but also the scariest things to encounter would be like robots. Because one Me? mistype on a like this guy, 
<laughs> More like sentry uh, bots, um, assault trons. Like, just think of yeah. just ty- mistyping a password or guessing a password in a terminal, and then a sentry bot comes out behind you, and you're just blown to smithereens. Right, right. Because a lot of them are just based; they're just acting out their programming, yes. or, or they're still defending, uh, you know, a building that's been there for two hundred years, and they're just doing yeah. their job and. You don't know that they're going to be there or how dangerous they are. Sure. Yeah. I mean, considering my other two topics were taken, this is the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, this I love Assault Trons, but like, honestly, when I was running down a dark corridor and one came down after me with like that red glow and those claws and I got tackled, I was... That was honestly like one of the scariest moments I've had in like Fallout is just me being absolutely destroyed by a laser. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine how that would feel. Like, would the pain be instant or would it be like. It would probably be burning. Bur- burning. It would be like a burning <laughs> sensation that leaves a big hole in you. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. That's probably what it feels Pretty like. Pretty awful. Pretty awful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, I, this was brought up before, but the idea of, uh, I, I think the closest thing that we could relate to it would be something like being chased by the Terminator, right? Like, mm-hmm. this this robotic killer is hunting you down because it's just programmed to do that. You know, how do you deal with that? How do you stop something like that from getting you? Um, that's, that's scary. But yeah, oh, you you go first. Uh, yeah, there's just like thinking about the assaultrons and everything. Uh, there's actually a new variation of assaultron that came with the daily ops in Fallout seventy six, called the assaultron uh, demolisher, and it's it's an assaultron, but it's like it's got like a uh, it's 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 large, slightly larger than a normal assaultron, and it's got instead of the claws, it's got a century century bot minigun strapped to its arms and then it's got massive armor plating and it it's it's relent like it's probably one of the, the hardest daily ops boss you, you can fight because it's it's fast it's tanky and it and it just shreds with its du- dual minigun hands dual minigun hands here's a robot that is absolutely terrifying in a slightly different way the robots of the General Atomics displays, like where you can go to the, like that where the like mayor of the General Atomics area is a robot himself, right? And like, oh, the you Galleria. Can the you can go to the restaurant where they serve you, as then they serve you as the food, uh-huh. <laughs> and all of that. These are robots that when you approach them. Like, even in-game, if you're not warned, you, you you know, you approach these robots and you're like, oh, then, you know, it's not a sentry bot, that's just a Mr. Handy. Oh, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even even a rogue Mr. Handy would be scary, because it's got the little buzzsaw, you know, like, you, you don't have to deal with that. The little flamethrower, like, that I, thing gets mad, gets mad at you for I, some reason, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, sorry, sir, I chopped your arm off. Guys, yeah, we're not even not even the robots who are like meant to attack or protect, like you know, saltrons and protectrons and all that. But just robots who are not who are either startled for some reason or are 
acting on code in unintended ways, which is the main right. thing of general comics. Right, they're malfunctioning or reading their instructions wrong based on the scenario changing. Yeah. And you Guys, and we're, you we're forgetting the scariest robot of all of them. Buddy Bot? Buddy. Buddy Bot. <laughs> God, where did you get those brains? Tom, we still haven't figured this out. <laughs> Whose brains are those? Yes, I did ask that question in one of the live streams. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of brains, brain bots, and like the fact that that's a human's brain, and like. But they're like a robot, and like that—that that itself would terrify me personally. Like, I know I have the disconnection as a video game, but like going to the mechanist lair would be absolutely terrifying. Like, and seeing all that wall of brain bots. Yeah. It's. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of talking about that on my stream earlier today. Just. The the terror of combining a hu ooh, a human with a robot and how like people want to preserve their consciousness in a database or you know in a robot or so on and so forth but like all the problems that can come of that and this kind of ties into what I was saying was so scary is that humans are unpredictable and if you put a human in a powerful robot body they're they're a god now they can do whatever they want yeah. Uh there's a horror game called Soma that does a great explanation on that, and I'm like, I've seen it through, I've never played it, I never want to play it. <laughs> because, but, yeah, no, um, I, despite how much I love having my robot army in Fallout 4, <laughs> rip, rip my save file. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of loss of humanity at that point. Because, like, at a certain point, you just, you, you, you lose the part that keeps you empathetic and sympathetic with, with other people. What's fun about this topic, uh, you're absolutely right, Mothman, to jump in real quick. What's, what's fun about this topic is that this connects directly to cyberpunk. And I do the cyberpunk lore cast. Yeah. And we talk about like, these are topics that come up because you're augmenting your body. You're replacing it. Some people get more and more closer to absolutely replacing everything. Um, you lose your humanity. The more you replace it's it's a really cool topic. Um, and I think it's one that we as a society are going to have to deal with. If we continue to develop scientifically, this will be more and more of a moral question. You know, like we're going to move from replacing a valve in your heart with something mechanical to replacing significant portions of your body more more than just, you know, uh, fixing a broken leg or uh, giving somebody who doesn't have an arm the, the ability to pick something up because they now have a mechanical arm that's connected to their brain. At what point do we start augmenting people to do more than this? Is, yeah. We just talked about this in the most recent episode, more than what you can actually naturally do. And then all of a sudden that becomes a status symbol. And you yeah, willingly like give at, up body parts for yeah, yeah, cause it's like at some point it's at some point it's like the question of when is it too much? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's, that's a bigger question. If you guys, if you guys want to actually dig into that, we did t talk about that in that most re in the most recent cyberpunk lore cast. So go, go look that up. Um, but I, these are all really, really good, scary details and, and topics and stuff. Is there anything you'd like to say to finish off this topic? Grim? Um, <laughs> I love my sentry bots, but I would never want to be chased by one. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. 
I totally get it. It's there's so many scary things in the wasteland. There's so there's so much out there that could get you. Um, I would love to hear. We, we've had some great conversations uh, tonight, and we've had a lot of people in chat. Thank you everybody for for tuning in for this. I would love to hear and 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 for your comments while we've been talking. I've been reading through all of those. Very cool stuff. I would love to hear some of your comments also in the Discord. So feel free to check out the Robots Radio Discord. Um, you can pull that up in chat just by typing exclamation Discord. There's the link if anyone needs it. And um, that's also a place where you can get a hold of any of us because we're all on there all the time chatting it up. So reach out to any of us on there if you have any thoughts about anything that we said or you want to talk to us directly. Does anybody else want to give a shout out or talk about something you're doing that's really cool or let people know how else they can get a hold of you? Aperture? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Do you want more aperture in your life? Do you want more of the Canuck in a big truck? <laughs> of course you do. I'm fun. You can find me at uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and of course Discord and Twitter. I'm trying to grow the Twitter at aperture underscore flash. And also a new thing I'm experimenting with is uh, I'm streaming. You won't find video games on my stream, but sometimes I'll point a camera at my face and t uh, tell stories of trucking as I go down the road. Uh, it's a good time if the internet doesn't crash. And <laughs> if you really, really want to make sure I get your message, the best way that you can uh, reach out to me is just send it to Firewriter. I'm sure she'll tell me all about it. <laughs> Yeah, but tune in, tune into his streams because he he has some crazy truck trucker stories. Um, so uh, actually, oh, yeah, what is, what is let's uh, let's share it in chat while we talk. What, uh, is it just aperture? Is aperture flash aperture underscore flash? What is it? Uh, underscore flash. Underscore uh, aperture underscore flash. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you know it's it's a new thing I'm trying out. I don't have a user pick yet. Yet. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it's fun. It's it's fun to pop in there and, and just listen it's to you. It's a good time. Next, for sure. Next episode, I tell my Waffle House story. The it's Waffle House. The Awful House the story. Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Um, I'll share. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, so, some of you already know this, but and I've mentioned it a few times. I started streaming a couple of days ago. And it's been a blast. And there's a few people, um, Overland Gamer in the chats, one of them, and then like Grim Saber is another one who's been there pretty consistently the last couple of days. And we're just talking the whole time. It's really fun. And it's been really fulfilling for me too. Like I'm having a blast. Um, I hope everyone else is having fun too. But if you guys want to get in on that, uh, my schedule is up. My channel is Neos Pandora, just like everything else of mine is. Um, and I have a Twitter now too for it. Uh, also Neos Pandora, which I don't really have any followers yet, but <laughs> if you want to find me on there, you can, and I tell you every time I stream, um, but I also have my schedule up, and so and I'm pretty consistent. So, like, if you want to catch me on there, I'm doing Skyrim, I'm doing Fallout, I'm doing um, uh, some other Bethesda games, like Prey and Dishonored sometimes, and then I'm also exploring twice a week, we're doing uh, some streams with just indie games we're just exploring other indie games right now we're doing a game called overland which is pretty fun it's a little survival game a little turn-based survival game it's actually pretty hard um and i implore anyone who's listening to find the game and try playing it it is surprisingly difficult uh but it's a good time so yeah if you want to see any of that feel free to come by it's pretty fun very cool yeah go check out her <laughs> stream I feel like what this crew needs is to just get together 
and play some Among Us and get kind of sus. That would <laughs> be so much sus. fun. Yeah, you guys should set that up um, in the. Uh, oh hell yeah, I'm down. In, in the Discord, yeah, set up a time and place, and you guys should all play, for sure. I don't, I don't have it. I guess I could pick it up and play it too. Um, get it. Yeah. No, it's so it's fun. free. It's, you just play it. Oh, is is it? Uh, on yeah, PC, free on, it is oh. actually it's oh. free on mobile. Uh, PC is like mobile, yeah. three bucks or something. Three dollars. I think it's about like that. Five I, mean, I mean, that's essentially free at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Anybody else want to? Well, I mean, you can find me on Discord. Sitting in. Oh, sorry. Uh, but you can find me on Discord, sitting in the comfy second place on the Discord no, uh, leaderboard. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> humble brag. Humble brag. No, oh, not so humble, humble brag. brag. Not so humble brag. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I stream occasionally, not as much lately just cause I've been busy, but I stream occasionally at, uh, 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 Mothman's Ranger, uh, same as my discord handle, though I'm currently in spooky season mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm only on, I'm only on Twitch and discord, not very active on social medias because social medias can be, uh, stressful. So <laughs> cool. Cool. Fire. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me or you need to send a message to Aperture, apparently, uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and it's FireWriter with a Y all the way across. And if you come to my Twitch and you're really lucky or you have some channel points to spend, you can watch me play it while I wear this. That thing's amazing. That's awesome. She's holding up a, uh, I've been, a power armor helmet. Uh, <laughs> I've been popping into FireWriter's stream and telling her to hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> it's been a good time. Nice. I will make sure that she drinks water. That's my job now. Drinking water is so important. That's been my role on Discord for the last year. Uh, I'm very proud of you, Lainey. I've got no, I've, I've got no authority over you, but I'm very proud of you. You guys are now best friends. Look at that. Who knew? Woo! Who knew? Water Bros. H. Water H- Bros. H2 Bros. Oh hashtag, my god. Hashtag H2 Bros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone else? <laughs> Go for it. Yes, I am Saber one four three one. No underscore or anything. Um, I am on Twitch and Twitter. I I've been streaming quite a lot lately, actually. So I am a variety streamer. I stream a variety of things because <laughs> I have a lot of games. And you I just started seventy six, right? Yes, I just started finally getting into 76. I'm actually going to play some after this, so. Cool. With Numenor. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Can Good I times. join you guys? Can I play uh, with you? Are you guys on, on PC? Oh, wait. I'm on we're PC. No. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're PS4. Right, right. Yeah, we PS4 peoples. I'm going to join the Chosen hopefully soon. The Mothman's <laughs> Chosen. Yes. The Lord. But yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, that gives me a segue. And I know Soy had their hand raised too. But uh, um, yeah, I'm Nunamur everywhere. I haven't been on Discord the past couple months as much, but I'm going to make an effort to be around more. I miss all my people, so I'll try to try to be around. And I also haven't been streaming as much, so I got to get back into that. But I'm hoping to be streaming some 76 hopefully this week. And I'm actually going to try something new. I'm going to stream um, Gunpla, uh, Gunpla, which is Gundam model kit building. Oh, wow. And I'm going to try streaming that. Um, so, you know, I'll have a camera focused in mm. on my building area and you can, you know, see me read 
Japanese instructions and um, <laughs> put Gundam kits together. And I figured, try something different, you know? And uh, But uh, you can also follow me on uh, Twitter. I'm more, ac- more active still on Twitter, um, at, at Nunamur. For those and, of us uh, who don't know, uh, what is a Gundam? How dare you? <laughs> a Gundam is a, is a mecha, <laughs> or it's a Jap- It's from a Japanese anime series and manga. Um, it's a big robot that turns into a jet. A robot. <laughs> yeah. No, no uh, it does, but I mean, well, that's one, yeah. one ver- some that's version. That's all it is. It's just them. a robot that turns into a jet. That's it. Well, that's only one. One that's does. All it they is. Don't, that's they it. Don't oh, do like that. Megas XLR. <laughs> that's all, there's only one of them, and that's what it does. No, there's, there's, there's literally like thousands, but yeah, but anyway. everybody, everybody who's in the know is like cringing. They're like, no, no, I love that show on the Cartoon Network. Megas XLR was great. Chicks did giant robots. Wasn't bad. Oh, oh come on, no, no one. Okay, I guess right. I'm showing my age. All right, everything. Swim, so. But right. anyway, um, worry, AP, I remember that. Um, and we're, I'm hoping um, soon, I've been on 76 a lot more, and uh, in our little bit of inactivity with The Chosen, uh, Saber was almost lost in the shuffle, and he reminded me the other night when we were playing together about, yeah, when I, yeah wasn't I going to join? Him? Oh, yeah. So uh, we might have some stuff coming up soon, me, and so I need to uh, have a powwow and get some events together and... We'll uh, we'll get some fun stuff rocking and rolling for the chosen. So, wow, wow, we wow, awesome. Soy, did you want to add anything? Unmuted. Sorry, I gotta lean in sometimes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So being serious here, uh, COVID is still an issue, you guys, and uh, I just want to do a PSA. Y'all still need to wear your mask. Bruh. I've been wearing this for almost two hours. I can handle this for two hours. <laughs> you can Some wear your mask. handle this fucking mask. Just a little, a little mask for your half-hour grocery trip. Like, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, of course, uh, wash your hands. If you're sick, call out from work and get tested. Uh, <laughs> it might be allergies. But it could also be COVID. Like, honestly, no one knows anymore. <laughs> uh, support, I, support your frontline workers. Stay home. Yes. Wear a mask. Thank a trucker. Exactly. <laughs> Thank a trucker. I've been working at a hospital now, and some of y'all are making my job harder. And it's rough. <laughs> our COVID, our COVID uh, area is full. Like, I'm in the Midwest. It's bad. It's real bad. And I want it to get better. So everyone do your part. <laughs> everyone do your part because we want things to go easy for soy. Exactly. Thank there you, you for your service. A happy soy is yeah, a soy. happy soy. <laughs> happy soy is a happy soy. Oh, yeah. Be good, everybody. We must please the bean. Please the bean. Anyone else? Anyone else? Like Victor? Besides the COVID, the COVID stuff, um, just on a happy note, guys, have a happy and safe Halloween and a blessed Fallon. This is my favorite time of year. So, spooky season. Yay! Have fun, but stay safe. Yay, spooky season. Great way to end that. And I think I think we're done, friends. Thanks for coming. 
this has been fun as usual. This is this has been awesome, and um, hopefully we'll see you guys at the end of next month again, and all the other days in between on Discord and chatting it up and playing games and all sorts of fun things. So thanks for coming. Um, we'll talk to you next time next week. We've got another episode coming and some other fun things down the line. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay safe. Enjoy your Halloween. Wear a mask. Be good. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast, including our tier five patrons, Firewriter and Wessasaurus Flex, and our extra special tier six Liberty Prime patron, Azen. Your support is more than I could have ever expected, and I extremely extremely appreciate it thank you so very much you've been listening to a robots radio podcast smart shows for interesting people check out all the shows at robotsradio.net and cut Woo-hoo. Good show. Good show, everybody. Great episode, everyone. Happy Dear God, no. Dear God. <laughs> Dear God. How drunk are you, Abature? How drunk are you? Dear God. You know what? You will... Less than you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Less than you think right now. There was a pause, and I was just like, wait for it. Oh, wait man. For yeah. It. Yeah. Oh man. Laney Laney left. Let's, let's, um Laney did leave. But I, I but um you actually have her to thank for me triggering you so bad. Oh my god, dude. Because all of that I said was a hundred percent stream of consciousness. Bro. Because Laney said everything I was going to say everything um when every when she came back and said something else later i was like oh that was the next part oh Oh. so i'm like okay i just gotta i just gotta think that 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 was a that was a winging it situation 100 yep my god body horror part the body horror was like the lead-in but then what i was gonna say about it was gonna be closer like about the environment and stuff like that and then about like what you know i still use that as the basis but like i went off on a completely different tangent my god man your brain must be a terrifying place to exist (laughs) your brain must be terrifying so i feel so sorry for your imaginary friends so who who's gonna go who's streaming right who should we send the audience over I, to. I will be streaming momentarily. I should probably go start up. Yeah, it's going to take a minute or two to set up, and okay. I'm going to be. Um, do we need Wait. to be? If I want to have my voice on your stream, do I need to be in your party before you? When you streamed with me and Ranger the other night, did you? Um, yeah, they heard you. You were you joined us during your stream, or were you already? You started. I was already in the while party. We were in the party. But I've, okay. had, I've right. had people join my party while I've been streaming, and my audience has been able to hear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it just totally weird depends on the settings way, on the other end. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. depends on your settings. Yeah. Uh, so By go the way, ahead and, go ahead and boot it up, and I'll, I'll uh, raid you. I'll send, I'll send everybody right. on over.
Awesome. <laughs> Fire, you're, uh, you're a real good sport. <laughs> Alright. You're a real good sport. Love ya. <laughs> hey. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait, are we all leaving? This is... I'm not leaving right away, but I'm leaving right away. We have to go eat dinner. It's yeah, same. what I'm time is it? 8 o'clock and I haven't eaten yet, so... Okay. Here, this is <laughs> this is what I'm probably going to build on my first, uh, first stream. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's also, Gavin, have you told Gavin that you're doing that? Because he would totally no. be into watching you. Okay, yeah, I was mentioning that. I, uh, I would watch that. I love, I love model building. I tend to prefer tanks, but model building in general is cool. It's gonna oh. work on my Japanese. Uh, Fire! Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, how's your um, huh? how, how's the uh, how's the podcast coming? How's the the building of your new oh, podcast? I'm getting, coming? I'm still getting the ball rolling on that. I've got somebody working on a logo right now. Um, okay. I've got a whole bunch of. I've got actually 10 people lined up already, which is wow. I need to do that. Amazing. So I, uh, I've got a script written kind of for my first teaser. So what I'm really waiting on right now is the logo. As soon as I get that right. logo, I'm going to start putting things out, get the Twitter up, get the discord up, get everything up, uh, record that, put that out. And then I'm, I'm going to start recording the, uh, interviews. So, I, I, I mean, I've got like two and a half months worth if I do that on a weekly basis, which is that's awesome. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I would no, totally pretty amazing. Join, do that. I need to find that sign up sheet. I didn't. I'll, I'll send it to you. All right, yeah, so, I was hey guys, planning on signing up, guys. but I just got overwhelmed by how many uh, NPCs there are out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm paralyzed by choice. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go super abstract and do like a, an NPC that's mentioned only, but. You know, yeah. hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, we're gonna raid Saber because Saber's up now. But feel free to stay okay. stay in the chat and hang out or do whatever. Um, but just want to make sure that the people in chat in our chat in the Twitch chat. There's multiple chats. The Twitch chat know <laughs> that we're gonna go raid. So jump on over to Saber's stream. Uh, give him a follow and and say hi and have fun tonight. And I'll, I'll see them there too because right. I'm joining yeah. that stream. All right, here we go. Send oh yeah, raid. Rangers too. So right on to raid. Oh, you you did host instead oh, crap. of raid. I, I did host. Raid. What's a raid? It's when I, it's where we send the stream over to him. Okay, so yeah, the cops yeah, aren't showing up. Raid. Slash nope. raid. Slash raid. Holy crap! It's like I've never done this before. <laughs> you do it so that other people it's because, it's because I had to learn all this the hard way and make all of these mistakes after the other, and now I can actually remember some of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I learn everything the hard way. Like, usually, I, usually I use the other interface. I don't actually type it in, so I'm I'm doing it different. All right, here we go. Um, Let's have, have, thank you for hanging out, everybody. I will see you guys uh, Wednesday night for the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast, and potentially streaming before that. So we'll see. All right, cool. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 